you're never going to be ready. You have to do things when you are uncomfortable and when you are uncertain. That that's when the the, the best moments are are created in life. You know, if we all wait till we're ready, I mean, someone else a probably has taken the idea or whatever it is. B, maybe the funding will no longer be there. Maybe, and if you, and most creatives have this issue where they're battling with what to start first, you know, like I want to do this, this, and this, but you have to press go at some point, you know, because sometimes you'll handicap yourself. Welcome to the Passion Behind the Arts Show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Pena. I am excited to have Jennifer Bell Cornelius on the Passion Beyond the Art Show. We went through this and we had to do it again. Girl, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this again. You are most welcome. It's okay. Listen, I'm flexible. It's all good. Oh, Thank yeah. you for having me. For sure. For sure. Um, let's jump right into it. How did your creative journey start? Oh, so my creative journey with starting my brand, Born to Rome, um, initially started really out of circumstance. Um, I grew up in a single parent household. My mom, um, raised me to understand the, um, the importance of, uh, being frugal in the sense of buying very timeless pieces. So, you know, I wasn't always afforded the opportunity to go to large department stores and, you know, splurge on things. So my mom would allow me to go to thrift stores and just really roam about and pick out whatever I wanted. And it was amazing because as a kid, you're like, oh, my God, you don't know any better. You're just thinking, I can just shop, shop, shop. And, you know, shirts are like 50 cents, <laughs> a dollar. And she would just kind of let me do my thing. Like, whatever you want, just get it. And she, my mom would make my clothes for me, too. So between her making my clothes and then me being able to shop, you know, vintage, essentially, and pick out things, I just kind of started styling myself and, and she didn't you know stifle my creativity in a sense of mm. like if she, if I had like a pair of boots I'm like wearing the boots with everything you know I'm still <laughs> like that to the till today so if I want something and I and I and I buy it and, and and you know whether it's a blouse or a pair of pants I'm like oh I'm wearing them again tomorrow you know I'm wearing these same shoes you know so because of that circumstance of us being, you know, frugal with our finances in, in the in the wardrobe department, mm -hmm. it allowed me to kind of just take on this. It took on a whole mind of its own and allowed me to um, shop on a on a budget. But also it was things that it, it were it were it was things that I didn't see anybody else in, mm -hmm. you know, so things that I always would pick up hats belts, you know, um, amazing bags, especially belts. You find the most amazing accessories, jewelry, and thrift stores. And I would just, like, have on whatever, you know, something plain, jeans and a t-shirt, but zhuzh it up with accessories. And so I started thinking, well, I wonder if I can just design some of the vintage pieces that I love and put my own, you know, spin on it and my creativity and that's essentially where it started. And I in Born to Rome was birthed from, from mere circumstance and me knowing exactly what I love and in return knowing how women, I mean, and men are like, oh, damn, your hat is fly. Oh, mm -hmm. my God, I love your belt. And that's kind of how it came about. I wasn't blessed with a small, tiny waist. So I said, <laughs> you know, belts are always a factor, you know, women like to feel like they're being taken in in the waist area and you know when our bodies look a certain way so i'm like this is the best accessory a mm. good belt i need it so there's plenty of other women that need it you know I'm, I, you always got to solve a problem and you know in in business Facts. so that's kind of how it all came about and it's like inadvertently you were kind of honing in and mastering your stylist um, ability. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I style myself. And I mean, I, I'm the friend that has friends. It's like, I'm going here. Can you help me with, you know, style this? So it was inadvertently. I, I didn't realize. And I always prayed. I don't know if you feel like this, but I used to pray like, God, reveal my gift to me. And I like, <laughs> he, I was like, he never talks to me like he talks to someone else. Where's, where's, where's my gift? And I could not figure it out for the life of me. And I'm like, darn. I know there's, I know he did not put me on this planet and I have no gift. Mm. And then people will be like, your gift? What are you talking about? Like you're all a walking, you know, style. And I'm like, oh, All okay. this time. That is crazy. <laughs> it's maturity. Maturity teaches you so much. You know, when you're young, you don't, you don't even, I felt like he was not revealing it to me, but mm. all along it was there. I just didn't, rec- you know, I didn't have the tools to recognize what my gift was. And now I, I do see, okay clear as day i know what my talent and my gifts are that is so true that is so true and it's kind of cool because i think sometimes we take for granted our eye for certain things when we see certain things and like even my wife she's like very much into the interior decorating and she'll be like why did they do their house like that why did they see it and i'm like because you got the eye for that everybody don't see that stuff yeah no it's very true but you don't realize it in that moment sometimes. Mm-hmm. It takes someone else to, you know, kind of call it call it out. True. And it sounds ridiculous. Like, how do you not know <laughs> that you're super good in this? And, and I don't know what connects the dots or you have this epiphany and you're like, ah, Eureka. You know right, what I mean? Right. So I, I, re- I understand what your wife is goes through because I think a lot of people go through that, mm-hmm. you know, myself included. And it's a real thing. Like, you sometimes just have no idea. And I was praying for a long time. Like, come on with the reveal. <laughs> and who knew? <laughs> that, that is that is cool. All right. So yeah. how did you get into fashion? Did you go to school for that? Like, how did the transition from, okay, picking out your unique style through the thrift store leading yeah. all the way? And now you're, like, immersed in the world of fashion. How did that transition happen? Yeah, so the transition was very unintentional. It was, again, um, I had guy friends and girlfriends that would ask where I got certain things, and they liked how I put things together. I didn't go to school for fashion. I actually went to school for communication studies. Um, So in my mind, I was going to be, you know, in PR. Mm. And I I didn't know. Again, having a, a kid so young, I just... I knew that I couldn't be a statistic, but I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm. And I didn't know really what my passion was early on. Like some people have that story. That's not my story. I I knew that I, I loved selling. I loved talking to people. Um, I know that I'm an extrovert. So using those tools, I would, my friends, when they would do like videos or go somewhere, they would ask me like to style them. So I would just mm. like, okay, let me help you out, go shopping with you or for you. But let me tell you, that styling game is very unglamorous. <laughs> I mean, you have clothes piled up in your trunk, in your car, and I was like, uh-uh, this is not for me. Um, it's not glamorous at all. Mm. And we all, you know, crawl before we walk, but I just knew I, I don't want to slum clothes around from client to client. But that was kind of when I realized, like, I I do have something special here. And I don't look at it as a big deal because I just pick clothes literally not even thinking um, that they go together. I don't care about that. You know, if something's, if I left a pair of jeans on the floor and I have a top, I'm just going to throw that on together with a hat and, like, a satchel and I'm gone. Whereas people look at that like, how did you put that together? So because of this effortless vibe that I have, I think people are intrigued by it. Either the uh, amount of confidence that I exude or like (laughs) she's so crazy and outlandish with her outfit sometimes. Maybe it could work for me. So my friends, they kind of, you know, adopted the same mindset. Like, can you help me? So that's where it started. And then I started working for um, Tiffany and Company, which everyone knows the brand. So Tiffany and Company was a great, uh, oh man, they were a great company because they allow, I was a stylist for them. So they essentially would allow me to style women and men, more women than men, in um, 
from a perspective of accessories because that's what jewelry is, right? Right, right? So at that moment, it clicked how so many women are not confident in their overall, whether it's, excuse me, whether it's their, their apparel, their clothing, or they don't know how to accessorize. Right. And at that moment, I realized, okay, if I know how to make you feel, you're feeling good because I'm giving you the confidence and I'm saying, don't matter, no matter how short or tall you are, no matter how wide or thin you are, you can rock this. It's mm. okay. Don't forget the status quo. Forget what rules people follow. I mean, we, I, I was born in L.A., born and raised. We don't follow same rules as East Coast with don't wear white after Labor Day. Facts. Don't do this. It's like, who who are you telling me that I can't? As a matter of fact, it makes me want to do it more. I want to now wear white every single day like Lisa Ray. <laughs> you know, like that's ridiculous to me. I'm not, I mean, we, our weather is the same every single day here, you know? Exactly. So I've never been one to um, believe in these rules that hinder and, and, and dressing up every day is creativity. I just never believed in that mantra. So at Tiffany, I used to speak my same mantra into these women's heads, like, mm. you can wear it. It's okay. You can wear a, a, a big hoop, and you can wear a chunky necklace. I understand they say don't blend the boat, blend the two and don't wear them together, but you can do it as long as everything else is, you know, a little bit more subdued and right. simple. So at that moment when I realized, like, oh, my God, I can help women feel more confident in their approach every day, just waking up and putting on clothes and something as small as a little accessory. Okay, I, let me continue on this journey and see what else I can create, you know, to make women feel like this. And and that's how the brand started with the belts. And, you know, I did start off doing jewelry and I still, um, that's still in my portfolio of, of things that I plan to design and I have things that I did in the past, but that's kind of where I came, you know, came up with, with the idea of accessories are such a huge part of a brand. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't have to spend $500 on a dress. You can literally have on just a really great pair of shoes, you know, um, a good hat, a, a great piece of jewelry, and you can rock it. You don't need to spend all of this money, you know, buy timeless versus this trend because you will save yourself a lot of money and energy, you know? So that's how it came about. I feel you. And it's, it's one yeah. thing I'm kind of, even before in our past conversation, now I'm thinking it's like, in all of the styling and, and, and you're kind of like building confidence, Every step, yeah. you're legit, legit, legitimately like building confidence to the point where it's possible something that this woman would probably wear before, but just didn't feel right in it. But now oh, after absolutely. having you speak to them and walking them through that process, it's like the whole, their whole confidence is completely different. Yeah, because, you know, I look at it as not everyone is wired the same, right? Not True. everyone was raised the same. Facts. I happen to have a mother that spoke positive positive affirmations to me all day, every day. You are the most beautiful creature. You are amazing. You are... So I was like, even if I was having, like, a whack-ass day, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm amazing. I mean, I conquered... You know, I'm going to conquer today. You know, I take, take on this Joyce Myers mantra in True. mentality day because I had a mom that spoke that into me. Mm. So if that makes me feel good as a kid and then as a as you know um, transitioning into adulthood, there are so many people and women have it so hard. I mean, mm. I'm sure you hear your wife complaining about things that we go through as women. It's like endless, you know, and True. we have so many burdens that we have to carry. Mm -hmm. We have so many things that we're responsible for, whether you're a wife, a mom, single, you still have so much that we have to, you know, handle. True. And literally the weight of the world is always on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I felt, I always felt like, you know, if, if I'm able to encourage someone, whether I know you or I don't know you and just brighten up your day by telling you you're beautiful or, you know, you got it. Just, you know, continue to persevere, you know, Facts. push through whatever you're dealing with. Sometimes someone just needs to hear that. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It, and I felt like, Yes, it's my job because that is another gift that I have is 
constantly encouraging and 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 push, pushing courage and fearlessness on women that's a big deal for me you know what i mean because i had a mom that did that you know what i mean she was super spiritual and you know religious and she would always speak positivity into me mm-hmm. i feel like it's my job to do the same for others because they may not hear that you know through my accessories of course i want there to be confidence but also it has nothing to do with what you're wearing. It all is what it exudes from within. So that's why I'm pulling stuff off that's crazy looking because honestly, I don't even care. You know, I know mm. that I have the confidence that I need to, you know, to maneuver through life. You know, nothing else really matters to me, your opinion on on who I am or what I'm wearing, you know, because it's I do things based on how I feel. Right. I feel you on that. Yeah. And I'm definitely a product of that mom that kind of speaks that life into you. Man, like, we're so blessed. Oh, my gosh. She speaks so much life into me. At times, when I get out there in the real world, it'd be like, hey, Daryl, you ain't really all that. But the real world will humble you real quick. Like, my mom did not say this. <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad for it because you know what I mean? I needed that more than I needed anything else. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. And, and as, you, as you know, as a black person in America, you already know. Oh my deal. God. So yeah. I, I felt like, you Us know, yeah. So it, it's, it's kind of a good thing to have that person because, you know, life in general is automatically hard. It, mm. it, you know, it's hard. It's just hard in general. So hard. if you can have someone to kind of speak some life into you, it's like, it already prepares you. You're already ahead of the game. Abs. I could not have said it better because you because you have known this from a child and you get become older and yet those same words are always ingrained in your mind right it's true. so you are all you even if your parent is not telling you that at this stage in life you are now reminded circumstance cannot be a factor Thanks. i got to you know because it's it is harder for us mm-hmm. you know so at the end of the day we can't sit and sulk we got to move through it you know what i mean because nothing's going to change unfortunately i wish that that were the case you know we all pray and hope but false hope you know sometimes when it comes to the reality of situations so i have to tell myself listen i can't be a statistic if i if i moved wrong in this area i gotta move past it and figure out how to rectify the situation and move on you know so that kind of um, tough love, in a sense, is, I think, what made me who I am today because it's very rare that you'll hear me make a, give an excuse for something because it's mm-hmm. like, nobody wants to hear that. Right. You got to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's just move past so it. True. Let's get, but we can't sit and go back and forth with the excuses and why I'm not doing this. You, you got you to gotta push through and move forward and figure out what not to do the next time, you know? So true, so true. So, yeah. Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit. So ultimately, how did you decide, okay, not only do I want to be into the accessory avenue, but I want to own my own business. I want to build my own brand. Yeah. How did that Um, come about? It's funny because I never consider myself an entrepreneur because as much as I love independence, I know that you work so much harder working for yourself versus working for someone else. True. So I was very turned off by the, the the notion or the idea of being creating a brand and becoming an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of my mom, like I said, she's a hell of a go-getter. Mm. Um, and she's was that person growing up like she has a you know a business that she's starting here and I would see her working with like nonprofits and then she created a non she was like, so when you're kind of surrounded by that, you're like, and I used to, people would always tell me like, dude, you need to just start your own stuff. I'm like, hell no. Where do you get the money? Where do you like, I mean, I do enjoy, you know, my, my free time. Like I want to sleep in sometimes I want to, you know, do what I want to do. And we all know as entrepreneurs, you do not always have that luxury, right? Nope. You are on. And, and that's, I also realized at that very moment, that if I do create a brand, it has to be in the product business, not the service business. Mm. Product, at least I can be <laughs> somewhere mm. else, and it can run the show and still I can mail out my products and all of that and ship them to customers. But service, I am there every day, all day. So that was a, a, a turning point for me. Mm. Like, okay, if I have a product business, first of all, financial freedom is important for me and for my family. Facts. Um, 
So that was a deciding factor because even though I, I, I've worked for decent companies and all of that, at the end of the day, there's nothing more satisfying than having something that is mine that I built from the ground up and seeing it grow literally like my child, you know? So I, you know, I pushed through and, and decided to create the brand uh, many years ago when I started in jewelry and then I birthed Born to Rome Ooh, 2017, and I rebranded because I made so many mistakes. Mm. And you know, I, I obviously, as the saying says, you you, you know you um, a, a learning from a a wise man will. I'll a le- wise man will learn from uh, 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 learn from, from a, mistakes, but a smart man learns from his own mistakes. mistakes but a wise man, man learns from, from others. A wise man learns from others. So. Um, at that moment, I realized, like, damn, I just need to get better consultation from, mm-hmm. from people. Don't do what I did the last time. And you're going to mess up in business. Okay. But it's okay. It's you got to fall. You got to, because otherwise it's not, I mean, there's blood, sweat, and tears, but there is a rainbow, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I will mm-hmm. be okay, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think the mindset and understanding, like, working for corporate America is not going to get me the price that the, the, the paycheck that I really, truly want, mm. you know? Love that. I love that. Yeah. So that's how the tr- transition happened. So I feel like you have a pretty successful brand. What was the turning point where you say, man, like born to Rome is doing it. Yeah. I think, um, just having the everyday woman, Complement something that I'm wearing because I wear my brand every single day. I have on a piece of Born to Rome every day and I get complimented every single day. Mm. So for me, I realized like, oh, damn, this is it. When I would have a stranger stop me, ask me for a website or a card, and then I would have an order by the end of that, you know, that day or the next day. Mm. Um, That's a very telling sign because I'm here to speak to the everyday woman. You know what I mean? There's not a niche uh, audience that I'm going to. I want the everyday woman to understand the ability to style herself, to accessorize appropriately, and to be confident and fearless in this journey that we call life, Mm. you know? So when I have just everyday women literally meeting me at Costco and they're like, I like your hat, and then I have a hat order the next day, I'm like, Okay. okay, we have something good here. Nice, that's cool. <laughs> you know, so that that was like the turn that when that happened, and and it happens multiple times. I'm like, okay, nice. I, I I feel like I have something that you know I can um continue to build on. Mm-hmm. It's cool when the market speaks speaks to you like that. It doesn't always happen, but like it's cool when no. the market speaks to you like that. Absolutely right. I mean. This is just everyday life. Right. Like I said, it's not like I have to market or brand. I, I am a walking advertisement because I wear my stuff every day. But to me, that's amazing when just the average, you know, person is like, oh, my God, I love this. And they see themselves in whatever I'm wearing, you know. Okay. So as a person that is involved in sales, involved in fashion, involved in selling products, like what's uh, a couple tips you would give someone that's wants to get into selling products or getting into fashion, some kind of s- sales tips. Cause I feel like it's one thing to create understanding how to sell is probably the game changer. Yeah. I think first you don't sound like you're selling, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's the art of selling is not to sound like you're selling. Second would be you have to, um, figure out whatever, I don't want to say problem, but there you have to be solving something, right? Mm-hmm. You have to, there has to be a need. Mm-hmm. And in selling, you always learn. I mean, I've read so many self-help books about unmet needs and knowing your strengths and this and the strength finders. And I think you figure it out once you know what the need is. Mm-hmm. I figured out the need. The need is women are not the best at styling because they're uncomfortable because they don't have the confidence, mm-hmm. okay? So I supplied... Um, you know, women and some men that like to buy my hats, but I, 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 there was a need and I basically assisted with that need, right. And created a product for the need. The other part about selling, I think is, um, you, you're going to hear no sometimes more than you hear. Yes. 
right? And sure. no one wants rejection, including me. But now I'm so comfortable with it. I'm like, okay, it's okay. I'll circle back around. We will figure this out. Uh, you tell me no today in a month or in a few weeks, you know, it may be a different conversation. True. But I think the fear of rejection and hearing no turns most people off, which is why most people are not in sales. You know, right. they feel like that's not it's not their zhuzh because it's not an easy you know industry and it's not easy to do. Especially creatives. We're terrified yeah. of no. We're terrified of yeah. rejection. We're terrified of people not liking what we put our heart in to create. Absolutely. Yeah. It's they feel like it's like what is it, calling your baby ugly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're calling my baby ugly, you know, and it's like, listen, it's not personal. Facts. But let me help you, you know, make this better. And sometimes that's what you need, True. you know. I mean, I've there have been people that said, Jen, you need you need to do it this way. And I'm like, damn, I worked so hard on this design and they're like, No, this is this is not it. <laughs> You know, and you do like your face is kind of cracked and but you have to listen to those that you put in, you know, place to give you True. that insight. Right. True. So. Um, so, yeah, I, that that would be my, you know, two cents on selling. Sweet. All right. So yeah. what would you say was the hardest thing that you had to overcome? It sounded like it was like a bed of rainbows for you. Um, what would you say was the hardest thing you had to overcome in, in personal life or in business? Either or, or both. Okay, so I would say personal life, going back to, you know, how we started this conversation, is I was a single mom, and I had my son when I was in high school. You know, mm. that's terrifying. And it's like you're, you feel like such a disappointment, you know, mm. to those, your, the, your loved ones. Mm. Like, I, I, I felt humiliated, mm. um, you know, repeating a cycle that I should not have been repeating. I mean... Mm. All of my friends were leaving to go to Howard and, you know, cross country to school. And I was like hell bent on I'm going to an HBC and, you know, I have no regrets in life. Very few. But that's one of them. It's like I have a baby now. I can't just take him, you know, across country now. So um, when it comes to a life changing, altering moment for me that I realized, like, damn, this is this is tough is really having a baby and not only having the baby but this kid is we're growing up together right right yeah. and he is going to witness every sing, single thing I do as a person as his mom and he more than li likely will mimic everything that I do mm -hmm. so it was my job to say okay go to college so I stayed here went to college um I worked two jobs. I worked for the government. I worked for AAA. I mean, I was at work every single day of the week. Thank God for my family. But this kid would see me every morning like she's go, she's getting up and going to work. And I would tell him, school is your job. So you go to work. I go to work. We'll, you know, come back together this evening or whatever. But that was probably the most trying time of my life. But I tell you, it has made me who I am today because the hustle spirit and mentality does not change it doesn't mm. waver when you have to take because you leave you you re release all sense of um selfishness that has to be relinquished once you have a baby True. you know once you have a kid it's like it's not all about jennifer anymore <laughs> it's everything is for yeah. them <laughs> yeah elijah is looking at me like okay yeah i understand you got to do this but what about and i'm like oh damn i have a kid you know <laughs> This, this boy is taking on more energy than I even have. So, honestly, that stayed with me my whole life. And even to this day, when he's like, oh, you know, what did you do today or whatever? And I'm like, okay, so I met with this person about Born to Rome. We're talking about this. And he's still intrigued. Like, mm. how are you doing it all? And, I'm, you know, you, you don't have a choice. Right. You know, life isn't easy. You're, you're not going to just get the lifestyle that you want based on sitting on your ass and waiting for someone to give it to you because True. that is out, you know, <laughs> especially as a little black boy. That's done to you, you know. Society has made you what you are. So yeah. you have to really step out and be bold and, and be push. fearless. Yeah. True, true. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So who are some of the people that, you know, Jennifer draws support from, your support system, the people that give you, yeah. you know what I mean, all of that? Great totally, energy. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a great support system and team around me. Of my husband is fantastic. He 
he knows when to like okay take a take a step back especially during this time it's been interesting because um i moved during this this whole uh pandemic which was um you know i can say no more like you you get it um and you know you're trying to like unpack a home i'm trying to run a business and do everything else that you know that i have to do and I'm like, damn, I just need more time to do them. He's like, no, no, let's take a break. Let's just, like, take a drive and leave Mm -hmm. for, like, five days, you know? So I needed that. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't think that I I wanted it because I felt so guilty for leaving, you know, an unfinished home. And in my business, it takes a lot of work to manage. And now, because it's an unprecedented time, my business is, I'm used to doing constant pop-up shops and, styling parties and all of this thing none of that is happening so you have to be creative and pivot and think of new ways to generate income you know true so he knows when to say like okay let's chill let's regroup and um refocus and you've got to take a break so that you can be fresh for the next phase of of the business so he's very helpful in that regard um and um, my mom, of course, who I've mentioned, she's super solid and always um, encouraging me and, and, and pushing me to do something, you know, one way or the other, whatever it is. And she's constantly like, OK, so what's going on this weekend? Um, and then I have a best friend who also is has a really um, large brand, a bridal brand. Um, she is my business confidant. Like, I am always running to her about whatever, I mean, audience that I'm trying to capture or mm. new designs. And because she, I bounce things off of her so often because we are identical in how we dress, you know, how we think. And she has a really successful brand. So she is always, like, she's my vice for in many ways and saying, okay, you got to know, you can't do things when you're ready. That's why. We, so I now take on that same mindset. You, get, you just got to press go and step out on faith, you know? Sure. So those three people, for sure, are hands down, like, there's others, but they're the top three, I would say, that are constantly, you know, checking in and making sure that I'm good. Yeah, it's good. Because you need that. You can't. No man man is an island. It's a lonely lonely world in business. (laughs) You know, if you don't have a bunch of friends that are in business, you're like, who? You can't talk to them. They're like, like, what do you... You can't talk to nobody. They're like, I'm off at five (laughs) o'clock. They're off at five o'clock. So they start at eight, true, and just the nature—the the nature of conversations are just so different. You're trying to Man. think of the next move, the next money move, the next way to grow. If you don't have someone that's in that realm, they're thinking of something completely different, completely different. I swear to you, it is—it's an ongoing conversation that I have because it is. And my best friend and I were talking about this when she's like, Jen, it's lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's lonely. You're 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 hustling, you know, especially when you get at, at a certain stage in the business and you don't have anyone to I mean, who does she have her ideas about them? I mean, my right. business is not what her brand is right. yet. You know, right. she's been doing it for a long time. So she's at a stage where she's like feeling the same way mm-hmm. that I may be feeling when you start a brand or you know, someone else may be f- feeling in the preliminary stages. So mm-hmm. it's it can get very lonely, which is why, you know, I try to sign up for different organizations and yeah. and um, link myself with other entrepreneurs and um, creatives because it is a constant conversation because you do need that encouragement true. from from other brands, you know? That's true. That's true. All right, so let's get some fun questions. What is that thing that Jennifer can't live without that's not her phone mm-hmm. something i can't live without is my um born to wrong crossbody bag it's also a belt bag and let me tell you it's because i'm always on the go this little leather satchel it's a crossbody bag and you can also like throw it on with a belt and pair of pants it saves me because i'm constantly like moving around the city all day and i need to be hands-free right so I'm able to, and this thing holds so much stuff. My keys, my phone, my wallet, my lipstick, now my mask. You know, I (laughs) legit love my little bag. And it's so funny, the girls that have purchased it, whether it's friends or, like, you know, um, other consumers that found me on social media or whatever, they that is, like, the one thing, like, oh, my God, I wear this bag every day. And I'm like, 
That is exactly what I wanted you to do. That nice. was the goal. A bag that is lightweight. It's not taking up too much space. You know, you can throw it inside of another bag. I mean, this morning when I went to the gym, I put it inside of my gym bag because I'm like, I don't want to take out my wallet. I tend to forget it, and I'm at the store, and then I'm, like, panicking because I have no cash or whatever on me. But, yeah, my little Born to Rome leather, brown leather bag, that is, like, my, I, I use it every single day in brown and black every day. <laughs> I cannot live without it. I'm like, where's my bag? That is that is cool. Yeah, I don't and, wear any of the big bags anymore. And and at the same time, it's there you go again, like solving a problem. Because one of the things is like women tend to have these huge bags, and then they complain that man, listen, why do I have this big old bag with all this stuff listen, in here? <laughs> the only time a big bag works is let me tell you, is when you're at a baby shower and they want you to pull out all the stuff, and they're like, do you have Q-tips? Do you have hot balls? Do you have a lint brush roller? <laughs> that is the only time the big bag works for me. Otherwise, heck no. I need to. I am all about condensing. In this, and through this pandemic, I have learned you better be. You better minimize things True. and condense. You know, if we need to be on the run and they close everything <laughs> down, I need to have something I can just grab throw and go. <laughs> Yo, this bag is like I have these huge, you know, purses or whatever. Those are like tucked away, no more. And my shoulder that. is like way down. Don't you remember when you were a backpack? <laughs> your shoulder is like <laughs> it, it, I you put everything in it, you know, like I still have a baby. It's like I have a whole diaper bag inside of uh, inside of a purse. So, my little satchel hands down my favorite thing. I can't live without it. My favorite thing. All right, sweet. All right, so book recommendations. Oh, but, oh, man, I love... Actually, I just got an email from Audible earlier saying that I have some credits, so I need to download a new book. But two of my favorite books, I would say, is um, well, are um, Tim Ferriss, The 40-Hour Work Week, 4-Hour four, four Work Week. Um, that book taught me... I read it many, many, many years ago. It taught me that... How to be in the product business versus the service business, of course. Yes. But... You can design a business that you don't have to be present every single 24 day. 24-7, true. And that, to me, was life-altering. I was like, this is what it's all about. I love to travel, and there is nothing worse than being on a trip and you are panicking about, you know, what's order. happening at home <laughs> with the business. So I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do. Definitely not do anything service-oriented right now. <laughs> um, I need to be, you know, in a product business so that I can travel and I can have someone at home that is handling my business while I'm away. True. And I only need to work a certain amount of hours once the business has great traction. Mm -hmm. And it's a well-oiled machine. That's one of my favorite books because it gave me so much insight on business. And um, another book that I love and I read it every so often just because it's so insightful is um, The Outliers mm -hmm. by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm -hmm. He's one of my favorite authors. Uh, the man is brilliant. Um, and he has a podcast, Revisionist History, that I also love. Um, but he just teaches you so much about like other cultures and why they are successful and what is ingrained in them from essentially conception, True. you know? True. So it's just, there's so much that I've learned um, in reading his books. He has some imperfect strength. Like, I can go on about Malcolm Gladwell. He's one of my favorite people on this planet. Um, but those are two that I that I, that I I love, and I, I read them every so often just as simple reminders. Um, Seven Hab Habits of Highly Effective People. Like, I, I love great self-help books because they just help push me through life mm -hmm. and they're um they're gentle reminders of things that i already know but right. they're great affirmations and um these are people that are successful True. and i need to mimic yeah. whoever follow, is successful follow the I, you know what i mean why do i there's nothing new under the sun and i do not need to reinvent any wheels True. i need to just do what is done in my way of doing it you know what i mean and mm -hmm. follow the path that these people set so i'm i'm a I, I love a good self-help book. I mean, I can curl up. Well, now I don't really have time to, to sit and read them on the couch, but I do a lot of Audible because I live in my car. So those are two that are super solid, but yeah, there's so many. I love True. love the books. Yeah, I love a four-hour work week. Completely changes your perspective on everything when it comes oh, to absolutely. business. Oh, absolutely. And just even travel. just It just changes your perspective. 
Right. Oh, my God. Completely. Completely. So those are two solid ones that I love. All right, cool. So what is the first hour of Jennifer's Day like? I guess um, pandemic, the pandemic version, I guess. <laughs> no, the pandemic version, which actually is not too different than okay, the pre-pandemic. I am um, I'm that you know crazy person that enjoys a good workout because it really is freeing my mind. Um, I love to get those endorphins moving and my adrenaline, like that's big for me. And I think as a creative, it really helps to clear my mind. True. Um, I just feel so much better when I don't work out. I feel very sluggish um, and I feel guilty. Mm. So I'm that person that feels like if I don't work out, then it's kind of like, I don't want to do it later on in the evening. I have to do it in the morning. And I also feel like I can eat whatever I want to eat and do whatever I want to do because I didn't work out. But if I do, if I get on my system, my plan, oh, I'm like super, I mean, the <laughs> regimen is like cold, you know, it's like egg whites and, you know, turkey sausage, you know, keto bread and, you know, green tea. I mean, I'm so well behaved. Um, and then I'm really big on reading my like daily devotional mm-hmm. um, and reading my affirmations and stuff because that just helps me to express as much gratitude as possible. True. Um, and be thankful for all that I have and the, and receive the many things that are coming my way. Um, but I, I so top sixty minutes is for sure praying, devotionals, affirmations, that whole deal, and then working out. Cause it makes me, you know, feel a lot better. Where and I don't want my belt to be on like another notch <laughs> if I don't work out. Oh no! <laughs> so when I don't work out, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> this belt is this belt is really working today. <laughs> oh gosh, just keep yeah. it real, keep it real. Yeah. Love it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got a few pounds to get off of me. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. This pandemic is having us here eating like crazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Do you understand? Man, and then the other day I ate all this curry goat. Oh, my God. I was like, Jennifer, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I mean, I just was doing stuff that I wouldn't ordinarily do. I don't eat carbs like that. I mean, I was rice, peas, oh, vegetable bread. It didn't have some garlic noodle. I mean, I have lost my mind. So I'm like, back to the gym, skip focus. You are not about to be wilding out, you know? So I'm, I'm, back, on, I'm back on the plan now. <laughs> But yeah, you'll look up and you'll gain like 10 pounds. It's crazy. Cause 10 pounds is easy to gain. It's the time. Know? It's the time. It's outside of like your mind trying to figure something else out. You don't really have any time, anything else to do because, you know, no. travel time is cut down. All of that. It's just the time you're trying to fill yeah. it with just eating. Yeah. Back in the fridge. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have, I'm, I'm disciplined now. We're not even doing that anymore. Today was like back to my normal stuff. And I did celebrate a birthday, so that was part of it. Yeah. But it was like, damn, I am just like, for no reason. Like, why am I going to get more seeds and crackers? I'm not even hungry. I'm just now like, well, so I'm, true. I'm in, I'm not far from the kitchen, so I might as well go true. back, you know? So true, for no so, reason. Yeah, so That's I'm back. To, I'm back to my routine now, though. I'm, I'm good. All right, so what's next? What's in the horizon for Jennifer? <sighs> so... You know, I, I am really big on stepping out on faith and um, just leaning on the side of it will work itself out. Um, so my next step was um, hiring a publicist for my brand. Nice. Um, that has been, I mean, I was like, where is this budget going to come from? But, you know, God figures things out for me and... It's necessary because I have to continue to elevate my brand. True. And this is a whole new playing field now. You know, as I mentioned earlier, it's a lot of pivoting, thinking outside of the box and being as creative as possible in mm-hmm. a world of that I'm not accustomed to. True. So um, I definitely um, felt it, it was necessary for my brand to hire a publicist, um, continue to um, seek out Manu- um, new manufacturers I always love to meet so I'm constantly putting myself in positions where I can meet brands that I've 
um, partner with, mm. um, new manufacturers for the brands, um, as well as um, continue to elevate the branding with new ideas and new designs um, and just not being fearful of, you know, a, a, a mistake or, a, you know, a time that I may have failed. I just felt, I, I feel it, it absolutely 1000% necessary to just take these risks right now, you know, they, and, and, and make sure that I have the right consultant in my corner that True. I can say, okay, do we go this direction? Um, partnering with different brick and mortar boutiques, um, different online boutiques that I, I, that I really love and that I shop with. So a lot more partnerships is what's happening now. I like um, that. I talked to a brand last night and we probably will do, do some type of collaboration, um, for maybe black lives matter. So yeah, I just want to continue to go to the next step and, and constantly elevate and, um, and bring my brand up always. I never want to be stagnant. I love that. I love that. Yeah. All right. So as we're getting ready to close, where's some advice would you give to creatives out there? So I would say some of the, one of the biggest advices is, especially you hear it right now with what we're dealing with with the pandemic, but I would honestly say you can't do things when, when you feel ready to do them. Like, I wasn't ready to hire a publicist, trust me. You know, I just bought a new house, and my I mean, my kid is in college, and, I mean, both of my sons are in college. So it, it, it just doesn't seem like an ideal time for me to do anything additional, right? right? But you have to understand that things will work out the way that they're supposed to, but you have to have faith and know that whatever you're doing is... It's meant to be. And if it's not meant to be, it, it will correct itself in right. some way, shape, or fashion, mm -hmm. right? So you can't say, I mean, I actually can't tell you what to, how to feel or what to do, but I feel like if I'm giving advice, you're never going to be ready. You have to do things when you are uncomfortable and when you are uncertain. That That's when the, the, the best moments are, are created in life, True. you know? If we all wait till we're ready, I mean, someone else, A, probably has taken the idea or whatever it is, B, maybe the funding will no longer be there. Maybe, and if you, and most creatives have this issue where they're battling with what to start first, you know, mm -hmm. like I want to do this, this, and this, but you have to press go at some point, you know, because something. sometimes you'll handicap yourself. True. And in that advice, I would say, obviously you have to do your due diligence and make sure that it is, you're making the right move um, and, and um, making sure that, you know, you're, you, you've done your research, right. you know, using wisdom, but mm -hmm. also knowing like you're, you're, ne we're never ready. Right. We're never fully prepared for so big true. jumps and leaps of faith. You know, you just got to do it. And if it doesn't work out, like it didn't work out for me for a few years and I was kicking myself. My husband was like probably ready to curse me to fill all the money I wasted. But, you know, look at my brand now, it does very well. And, you know, um, it will continue to do well because I'm okay with things not working out. I'll figure out, you know, a next step for, for mm. born to Rome, you know, and for myself. So best advice is don't do things when you're ready, because when you think you're ready, it's sometimes too late. Too late. Too late. Yeah. But it's all about preparation. You just have to prepare yourself and know, okay, this may happen, but I do believe prevention is better than cure. There's some things that you can prevent, mm -hmm. but in the long haul, it's business. You know, you'll figure it out. True, true. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Because, you know, if you think there's a perfect time, you will never do anything because it doesn't no exist. No such thing. Man. Exist. Yeah, no, there's really not a perfect time. There's no perfect anything. Right. <laughs> it true. doesn't exist. Exactly. Doesn't well, exist. Jennifer, I am so glad we were able to do this. And we did record. Girl, I can Yay! confirm. That's right. Good job. <laughs> Oh man, I already know the 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 level of oh my god frustration and panic that ran through your soul. <laughs> I was like, man, I got I, I gotta go tell her that we it didn't work out. We gotta go do this again, and she did such an amazing job. Ugh. But you That's killed okay. it again, killed it again. 
No problem. No problem. I'm glad it worked out. Keep me posting on when it comes out. And yes. like I said, I'll definitely will connect to some other brands I don't mind connecting you with. Oh, for sure. For sure. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Always. But for now, I'm going to let you go. Let me know where people can go to find you, learn more about you. Yeah, so website is always the best place because it's the most reliable, I would say, is uh, wearebornterome.com. And um, social media, Instagram is born to Rome, and that's R-O-A-M, with two underscores. And you will see um, my logo there. Um, Facebook is Born to Rome Shop. And um, those are the best places to find me. I'm, I'm, I am starting up with, you know, doing a lot of the virtual, um, you know, things that we're doing now with shopping. But I'm just, I'm trying to put all that together. But typically, I would say you could find me at whatever shop because I'm doing a pop up. But right now, that's not happening. So those are the best places to find me. And I, I will be putting a calendar out soon with, you know, things that I'm, other brands that I'm partnering with, and, and yeah, I do some fun. Um, giveaways and stuff love it love it love yeah. it well jennifer thanks again for doing this you have been a, of course just thank, thank you for you exuding just a strong black woman appreciate you oh man <laughs> thank you for the opportunity i appreciate you no doubt thank you for listening to this week's episode i hope it's been super valuable to you and you're now ready to take your audience building, your community growing to the next level to help you and help me build our empire, for lack of a better word, or just to build our thing. Um, remember to stop by iTunes, Passion Behind the Art, and leave a review and subscribe. It's very important to me. It helps the podcast grow. And it makes me feel good to kind of hear from you guys to know what you like about this podcast what it's done for you so jump on itunes and subscribe and leave a review passion behind the art be blessed